Welcome back to Activity Quest, the podcast that's packed with stuff to do. I am Bex, and today's episode is out of this world because Meg is going stargazing, Adam is hopping on board a spaceship and finding out about a special kind of golden disc that's on board. We've got events from all across the UK, and we're playing some of your entries. They're from our competition to send your voice into space. So every episode of Activity Quest starts with a fun kids presenter doing something awesome. And last night, Meg went stargazing. Here at Fun Kids, we've launched a mission transmission, which means we will be sending your voices into space forever. Forever. Now, if you want to send your voice to space, maybe an alien will hear it, or maybe it'll bounce off the moon, then you can do so by going to funkidslive.com. So, all this talk of sending a voice to space has inspired me to think about what exists outside of Earth and what we can see and learn about space from right here. I've come to a hill in the countryside to try and do some stargazing. I've always loved stars and I love to look at them and imagine what life is like outside of our world. Now, the best thing is with this activity you can do it wherever you are in the world. So if you're joining me from England, maybe you're joining me from Scotland, Wales, maybe Australia, maybe India, everywhere in the world you can be a stargazer. All you really need to stargaze is a view of the night sky and your eyes. Things like binoculars and telescopes can help, but you don't have to have them. And today I'm going to stargaze just using my eyes and I'm also going to use an app on my phone, which is completely free. Now, the darker, the better for seeing stars. So if you can go with an adult somewhere like the countryside after sunset, you'll be able to see an even better view of the stars. That's because lights in the cities can give off something called light pollution, which makes it harder to see the stars. So I've come to the countryside, I've set my blanket down on the grass, which was a good idea because it is a little bit wet where I am. Um, It's very chilly, I've got some hot chocolate in a flask and I'm looking up at the sky, ready to begin my stargazing. The first thing that I'm going to do is spot the moon. Now I think we can all find where the moon is, fingers crossed. Now if I look really carefully, I can see that the moon isn't all one colour. Some bits are darker, some bits are lighter. The darker parts of the moon are actually the shadow from the mountains that are on the moon. The mountains on the moon can reach 20,000 feet. So the moon isn't flat, it's really, really rocky. Okay, I'm going to take a picture. Now, the idea is if I take a picture every single night of this month, then I can make an album of the moon changing from a full moon to a sliver of a crescent. Um, And then I can put all these pictures up on my wall and maybe I can even make a flick book. Now I'm going to look for the brightest star in the sky. The brightest star in the sky isn't actually a star, it's a planet. Now, I'm stargazing in January, which means that it's very cold, but it also means that the brightest star, or the brightest star-looking object, is the planet Jupiter. 
Now, if I was stargazing in April or May, or maybe somewhere else in the world, it would be Venus. Planets don't make their own light. The Earth doesn't make its own light. Other planets don't make their own light. So the reason that they look bright is because they're reflecting the light of the sun, which is the same reason that we can see the moon. So Jupiter right now is reflecting the sunlight from our sun, and that's why I can see it. It's not quite bright enough for me to see but sometimes if you're lucky you can see Saturn. It's normally near Jupiter and Saturn is a golden yellow and if you're really 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 lucky, I haven't been this lucky tonight, you might be able to see Mars. It'll be this faint orange red because of the rust filled dust that covers its surface Um, but for me tonight I could only see Jupiter. We can tell which star is which by knowing the constellations. These are groups of stars and they form patterns in the night sky. For thousands and thousands of years, humans have marked where stars are by making patterns. For example, the constellation of Orion looks like a man holding a bow and arrow. And if we connect all the stars in Orion, that is what it looks like. Kind of like a connect the dots. Spotting patterns in the stars will be very hard the first time you do it. It's like when you started school and you had to remember everybody's names. Um, It's hard at first, isn't it? I remember starting school and I couldn't remember anyone's names. But then by the end of the year, I knew everyone's names. Think of constellations the same way. The first time you see a constellation, it'll be really hard to see it and to remember it. But if you do stargazing a lot, then you'll just be able to know them so easily. One of the easiest patterns to spot is the plough, which you might also hear being called Ursa Major um, by astronomers, although it is slightly different. The plough is nice and bright. Now, I find it by looking for a cooking pot. Um, That's kind of what it looks like to me. There are four stars that look like a little bowl, and then there are three stars that look like the handle of this bowl. To help me find stars, I've downloaded a free app called Skyview Light. Um, I'm holding it up to the sky and it's just connecting the stars for me through my camera and wow, there we go. Um, It's just spotted the constellation of Orion and the app has said it refers to a hunter in Greek mythology. If I move my phone to the right and I've just seen Pisces. Oh, brilliant, Pisces. So I'm using the Skyview Light app and it's brilliant for helping novice stargazers like me, maybe like you, spot stars and constellations. Hopefully a few more trips stargazing and I'll be able to spot them without the app. Now, what would you say if you could send a message out into space and towards the stars? I think I'd say how much I loved planet Earth and hoped that whoever was listening was as lucky as I feel to live surrounded by such nature and beauty. Or maybe I'd tell them how awesome pasta is and ask them if they have pasta on their planet. Do you have a message you'd like to send into space? Well, you can do. Funkid's Mission Transmission are sending your voices into space. Yes, really into space. For more information about Mission Transmission and sending your voice into space, go to funkidslive.com. I think I've just seen a shooting star. Maybe it was a UFO.
Thanks, Meg. Now it's time for some events from across the UK. First up, step back in time to discover a gala day in a typical Yorkshire town. It's happening in Wakefield in West Yorkshire. Family, friends and fun of the fair for all. Experience the sights and sounds of the gala day in this brand new temporary exhibition at the National Coal Mining Museum. ncm.org.uk is the place to find out more about that one. And find out what's out there in a daily planetarium show at the Life Science Centre in Newcastle upon Time. There are shows for under sevens as well as over sevens. The Life Science Centre is home to the North's biggest planetarium. In one show, you learn about satellites, and in another, you and Little Bear go stargazing and find many dot to dot animals, including a whale, a swan, and a lion. Life.org.uk is the place to find out more and book. Thank you very much, Adam. Now, remember, whatever you do and however you do it, the reviews in your podcast app is the best place to tell us. The family on Apple Podcast rated us five stars, thank you very much, and said, I love fun kids in big capital letters, which I very much appreciate. Oscar says, I love your podcast so much. Thank you, Oscar. Tiger Eye 104 says, can you go to Wakehurst? Oh, that's a good idea. I'll put that on our list straight after I've double-checked where Wakehurst actually is on a map. Uh, Super Silly Goat 1284 says... I went to the Sea Life Centre. Oh, me too. I absolutely loved it, apart from the jellyfish that really creeped me out. And someone else gave us five stars and said, amazing pods. Ah, oh, thank you very much. Remember, if you want to get a little shout out on the podcast, drop us a five star review and we will read out your comments next week. week we told you about Mission Transmission. That's our radio programme and competition to send your voice into space. Hundreds of you headed over to the Fun Kids website and submitted your voice and there's still time to do it. It's so easy. All you got to do is tap the big red button, answer the question and send us your audio. Now, producer Adam has given me some of your entries, so let's listen in, shall we? Uh, this one is from Oshi. Hello, aliens. Do you, do you want to sing a song for me? <laughs> Asking if aliens will sing a song. I like it. I wonder what they choose. Uh, this one is from Phoebe. I'm Phoebe, and I'm from the Milky Way galaxy. I'm on the third planet away from the sun, and it's called Earth. It's a really cool planet. I hope you can visit sometime. I can teach you some things native to my planet, and you can teach me some things about yours. That would be really fun. Oh my goodness, I want Phoebe as official greeter to planet Earth, please. That was amazing. And uh, this one is from Nayan. Hey, aliens. It's a bit weird talking to you, but I feel like it's quite interesting at the same time. Oh, excellent stuff. So, three very different, I'd say, uh, things that people would say to aliens. Do you have an idea of what you would say to an extraterrestrial being? We want to know. Go to funkidslive.com right now to submit yours and we will send your voice into space. Uh, Now, this one is one of my favourites so far. It's from Zoravar. We don't know where you are or if you're reading this, but if you are, welcome. We are the beings from the planet Earth. And the ending of the audio clip there reminded me of something similar. So I sent Adam to We the Curious in Bristol to investigate a different kind of space communication. Hello from the children of planet Earth. That's the voice of Nick Sagan, the very last voice in a mix of 55 others. The opening track, if you like, on something called the Voyager Golden Record. The next voice you're going to hear isn't Nick's. 
It's Flex's, Flex Works at We The Curious in Bristol. But I just want to paint the picture a little bit. We're going through a big Technicolor tunnel at the entrance. Massive rainbow lights. We turn the corner and we are entering a, a big room. There's stuff everywhere. Okay, experiments happening all the time. This is Project What If? And the very first exhibition is one dedicated to the Voyager Golden Record. It's a massive golden disc, and it looks a bit like it's covered in hieroglyphs. You know, the things that ancient Egyptians used to write in. It's sort of a mix of hieroglyphs and Morse code, if you like, with dots and dashes. And this big shiny object drew me right in. Flex and I went straight to it. And then I look up and I see a massive sign that says, are we alone in the universe? So we have these beautiful symphonies going all the way to these really simple a cappella songs and lots of chants from from tribes that were um, volunteering to take part in this. And we also have recordings of different um, uh, man-made objects and uh, and different uh, things from nature as well. So we have some recordings of birds, hyenas and elephants too. Loads of things for these aliens to explore if they are able to access the golden record. So as well as this music... The Golden Record contained lots of images, lots of photographs about our planet. So we have a few examples here. This is my favourite one because it's a very strange-looking picture. The purpose of this picture was to demonstrate how human beings eat. So there's a picture of someone licking an ice cream. Then there's a man eating a piece of toast. And then there's someone pouring a big bottle of water into his mouth. And it looks like a bit of a strange picture, but it is deliberately there to show how we consume. And then what else do we have on here? We also have lovely diagrams of the human body there. Pictures of fishermen working away in Greece. And pictures of close-ups of leaves of different plants and animals. There's a barn being built there. You can see how we construct buildings. So it's really the, the intention of the Golden Record was to kind of give a thorough explanation as possible for what life is like on Earth and what we had achieved thus far when the probe was launched in the 70s. I wonder, as I look at this, I do wonder what would have been put on this record if it was released now? What would we have added in the time since? It's so exciting because considering how far away we must be from any aliens who might be out there, because we have yet to find them, so we have to assume that they are really far away if they do exist. If they were to access this record, and if they were to come and visit us, what would Earth be like by the time they arrived? Would we still be here? You know? What would our culture look like? Would our music sound completely different? It already sounds completely different. Would we even use a record? Would we even use a record? Would there people be a there'd be people around who remember how to use a record player, you know? So there's so many exciting questions that are awoken by the Golden Record. I could honestly talk about the Golden Record all day. Now, the Voyager Golden Record was actually created by somebody called John Lomberg, who is an artist from the United States. Dan got to speak to him for Mission Transmission, and here's what he said about the Voyager Golden Record, and we've even got some audio from it too. Take a listen. There was a mission launched in 1977 called Voyager, which had two spacecraft, and their mission was to explore the outer solar system. But in the process of doing that, they were going to leave the solar system and never come back. 
So kind of as an afterthought, somebody said, well, suppose in the distant future, somebody else finds these spacecraft. They're not going to come back to Earth. They're not going to even orbit the sun. They're going to just go out into the galaxy and most likely drift forever between the stars. They probably never crash into anything. Uh, but maybe there are other beings that can travel between the stars and might find either of the spacecraft someday. So in case that happened, uh, NASA let us put together a, uh, a message in the form of a phonograph record, an old style LP phonograph record that contained uh, music and sounds and pictures recorded in a complicated way, but we think a way aliens could figure out trying to give a picture of what the Earth was like. As the Secretary General of the United Nations, an organization of 147 member states who represent almost all of the human inhabitants of the planet Earth, I send greetings on behalf of the people of our planet. Silema Chemen. Heutenis proteste chairete. Gotwai homa. Bonjour tout le monde. Hello from the children of planet Earth. Walter Klar That wasn't the purpose of the Voyager mission. As I said, it was very much an afterthought. And it was, well, if they do find it and there isn't a message on it, they'd really be annoyed because if we found something like this, what we'd want to know is who made it. So the record is really kind of the uh, the answer to the question of who made this spacecraft. Now, if you want to send us your voice, it's actually really easy. Funkidslive.com. You don't need to make a massive golden disc or put it on a spacecraft. We're making a radio program, a 30-minute radio program that we are beaming to the stars live from the Royal Observatory Greenwich. Funkidslive.com is the place to submit your voice. And then on February 14th at 7pm, we're pointing our big radio transmitter to the skies and sending your voice on a journey that will one day overtake the Voyager Golden Record. There's loads of episodes of Activity Quest that you can go back and listen to any time you like. If you're after some more suggestions, just scroll back in your podcast app and pick an episode you fancy. Whatever you do, and however you do it, tell us at funkidslive.com slash activityquest. And remember to rate, review, and follow this podcast wherever it is you're listening to it. I'm Bex, and this has been a podcast from the UK's children's radio station, Fun Kids. Listen to me on your DAB digital radio, online, on the free Fun Kids mobile app, and on your smart speaker. Just say, play Fun Kids, every weekday from 4pm. See ya! The Space Programme is a Baffle Gab production for the UK's children's radio station, Fun Kids. You can listen to Fun Kids all day on your DAB digital radio, on your smart speaker by saying play Fun Kids, and on the free Fun Kids mobile app. You can also listen online and play loads of games, quizzes, as well as find out the latest news at funkidslive.com.